You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Josh Swallows. Josh Swallows. Josh Swallows. Hello, everybody, and welcome the heck back to Josh Swallows Broadway. Hey, Alan Seals, Mr. Producer. Hey, Josh Lehman, Mr. Host. Oh, my gosh, I love you so much. I just want to hug you and be cuddled up with you. I miss you that much. Virtual hug. I know, but I'm in San Diego. Isn't that nuts? I'm still in Brooklyn, and so my arms are virtually hugging all the way to San Diego. What are you doing in San Diego? I'm actually living with my parents. It's sort of a nightmare, and it's sort of wonderful at the same time. I've reverted into a 17-year-old, but their backyard overlooks a golf course, so I look at golfers all the time. And they look up at me, and I wear caft hands, and I wave at them, and they think I'm weird. But anyway, I'm really excited because today's guest is one of my favorite people. I've been a fan of hers um, literally, like, all of my life. And then I got to work with her. I got to play opposite her, and it changed my life. And I've, you know, I've watched her as a performer, and I... As a human, as a as a performer, I look up to her, and I think the whole world does. And um, I'm really excited to have her. And real quick, thank you to all of our Patreons Very for making season two happen! Um, so, uh, and if you want to join the party, come to patreon.com slash Josh Swallows Broadway. Join the Josh Swallows Army. We have Zoom parties. It's a lot of fucking fun. Um, and it is a party. It is an actual party you are maintaining yeah. on Patreon. Yeah, we have fun. And um, on our next episode, we'll be doing more healthy shots. So you'll get to w- hear and watch me swallow healthy things that taste like cancer, um, which I know that our guests would love because she's all about healthy things. Um, okay. Anyway, Alan, I love you. I'm giving you a big sloppy kiss from San Diego. Okay. I love you. And love now... You. For our guest, Christiane Noll! Yay! Hi, Christiane! Hi, Christiane! Hi! How are you? I'm okay. I'm not in San Diego. Good morning to you. Where are you? I'm I'm out in um, Brooklyn West. I'm in Maplewood. Brooklyn West? Is that what they call Maplewood? Mm Mm-hmm. 
or Broadway right. or Broadway West or yeah, it's yeah. I like Broadway West unless Maplewood suddenly got like really, really cool and hip. No, it it it's where all the people who there's two there's two there's only two two kinds of people who live out here. Either they um, moved to Brooklyn and were there, and then they decided they want a little more space, and then they came out here, or they're all Broadway people of all uh, shapes and sizes and jobs. They're all out here too, and they wanted to procreate or at least have room for their dogs to run around. So I think I'm going to be moving there soon. Oh my God! Everybody's running out of the city. It's there's like why be it's there? Like, it's you know because the lie doesn't exist anymore. No, it's like, why it doesn't. do we need to live in this awful place? It really is a terrible place now. I mean, yeah. no, it's not. That's no. terrible. I shouldn't say no. that. Come to New York. It's wonderful. Yes. Did you ever live inside the city? Yeah, I lived there for 10, 12 years. I think. I was, Where? Um, right in Midtown on, on East 55th, uh, East, West 55th Street, there's a, that Christmas tree light block that's right on 55th around the corner from Westerly. Yeah. And they have Christmas tree lights up all the whole year. And yeah. right off of 8th Avenue is a, um, there was an apartment building that had white wrought iron in the front of it. And it looked like a sort of a New Orleans manor house. And I lived there for about 10 years. Oh my God! Yeah. So after Jekyll and Hyde, you just walk home. I'd past stumble, the Waverly, stumble home, stop at the place on the corner, get a pint of ice cream, <laughs> 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 nurse yeah. your wounds, nurse your <laughs> Emikaru wounds. Yeah, no, that's it was, amazing. It was, it was uh, moving out here was fantastic, but when I was rehearsing over anywhere. Or every, it seemed like all of a sudden everything I was doing or rehearsing for was was in the fifties, which I thought, oh come on, I was right here, you know. And yeah. I, I love being out here, and every time I get off the train, I sort of take a nice exhale and go, oh, I'm very happy to be here. But yeah. just, just by the sheer uh, convenience of being right around the corner, you know. Sure. But yeah. Now you are one of the most incredible artists that I know. No, no, you're giving me a funky, funky caca face, but I no. How, now, here, I have a question for you. Okay. Are you, have you gotten better at, um, not that you were ever not good at it, but accepting praise? How is that I've, for you? I've gotten a little bit better at it. Mm-hmm. I know, I've gotten a lot better at it. How? Um, <laughs> I've gotten good at knowing that I'm talented. Mm-hmm. You know? But I'm still like, I know that I'm not Meryl and I know that it doesn't, I'm not like one of those people, like I can't stand the whole like, oh, I'm so good. Like, (laughs) oh, I'm so good. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I took the role and I made a meal. Thank you so much. Like that kind of stuff really annoys me. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I... I take it to heart when when people like what I do. It means a lot to me. Yeah. And um I don't take that stuff for granted anymore. I think I think there's a uh when we when we first start out, we just well we we always want people to like us, but then there's sort of a notion of okay, when I say thank you and someone's like, "Oh, well you know that." I'm like, Oh, no, I like to hear it, though. Thank you. And then I feel like, oh, I'm not doing it right. So then maybe I have to be more like you start qualifying your reaction to what people have to, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a strange 
thing rather than just I now I could have and should have just said thank you Josh and and that was nice and let you say nice things about me but instead I no but it's it's hard um it's it's hard was it hard for you especially like because you grew up sort of in a showbiz family yeah uh I did um I uh I was on the on the road uh right out of the the shoot as it were I mean we they used to put me in a in a basket uh, under or on the piano during rehearsals. And, and then that, as I grew, and <laughs> so I would hand out pencils and I would help erase. It was great at the end of a show when my father had to, cause he was a conductor and arranger. So when he would have to erase all the parts to send them back, if they were rental parts, then that would be, you know, he'd give me a big eraser and I just sit and just erase everything. And I could do that, you know, from a very young age. Um, and my mom sang, was an opera singer. So, uh, yeah, I was, I've always been in and around the theater and I always saw a lot of really brilliant and talented and wonderful people that were just sort of, that's what they did. So it was, you know, and, and, and I never knew what, um, like they were, they were doing it all the time. So Broadway, like I never thought of, oh, they're more successful or they're less successful. Everybody was sort of doing their thing. And I, I give great respect and admiration for anyone that's doing it. And not until later did I realize, oh, there's, there's a perception or a hierarchy of what people are doing and how that works. And that just never really seemed to make sense to me. Um, cause I would just go in and learn everybody's lines and, and my own and everybody else's job and my own. And I was a real pain in the butt and it took me a long time to, and I'm still not good at it, um, to just try to do my own job and, and just let smile and hold the space and hold the room for everybody else. Um, yeah. I don't know. When I worked with you, you were like a big sister, but like in the best way, you didn't try to get in anybody's way. And because we did little shop of horrors together out in San Jose and we had about 48 hours to like put it up. Well, because my, I don't know if you remember, I left and had to come back because my father passed away. That was the craziest thing. And you were there for all of it. Uh, I mean, sort of holding me up, but not because I think you were like, are you going to fall apart? I'm like, nope, time. I got work. It's got, got something to do. But we had gone out and started rehearsals and I had, I knew he was not well prior to leaving. And I went and visited him in the hospital and said, okay, so I'm leaving. I have this ticket to come home. Do you want me to go do the show or do you want me to stay home or what? And he was, cause he was definitely in a down uh, decline and he was like, no, 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 go do it, go do it. So I went in and then I was coming back to go see him and it, I, I got there and he, he had been on dialysis for a long time and he was having kidney failure and he was having, everything was, everything was shutting down. So it was pretty awful to walk into the um, hospital room and sort of see everything. It's like, oh, this is, this has gone south. Okay. But I made it. I got to see him. And then I had to turn around and come back because I did that on a day off. <laughs> and I turned around and then could not, I, 
I went, I think what was supposed to be two flights turned into four. And I just kept going up to, you know, and saying, I just need to go west wherever. And I think I went, you know, Kansas City to Phoenix to wherever. I mean, I just kind of zigzagged until I got back out to San Jose. And I would call them every step of the way. And he'd be like, oh, oh, you know, and kind of what, because he wasn't really speaking as much anymore. And sort of, it's like, oh, okay, okay. And I was like, okay, I'm here. I landed. Woo. And that was the only place the uh, airport, you could walk from the airport to our rehearsal space. I, I, I landed and I walked. No, you didn't. I did. I walked across the field around a parking lot and across that big thing into the, um, and once I got into the rehearsal space, I realized I had left my pillow on the airplane. Like I, all of those flights and I left my pillow and I called back and I was like, tell him, I can't believe it. After all of that, I left my pillow. And then my husband said, he's gone. And I, and that was like not even 20 minutes from when I had landed. And we always said that he was waiting for me to get back to my job. He was waiting for me to get back to work because that's always what we did. Even when I was, um, I had my uh, uh, appendix out or there was even, or was it later? No, I'd had some surgery when I was 11 and my mom had a job and it was bad. I almost died, but she had to go on the road. She had to leave. So the next morning she's like, well, I could either cancel and say, I'm not going or, but if I did that, then, then I would know that I was really sick. So the hardest thing she ever had to do was to then go, this is what we do. This, this is the job. This is what it is. And she got up and she went and my grandmother came and stayed with me. I mean, it was, it, and that's sort of what we, that's always what we've done. You know, the, the, there's a, an extreme extraordinary work ethic that both my parents uh, showed me and I I've tried to live up to that um, but that was one of those experiences just like yeah he was waiting until I got back and yeah. back at your job back where you're supposed to be and and then he then he went and so then I turned around I think I went back into rehearsal and like and you're like Are you okay I'm like yeah he died yeah <laughs> I think I was just like Okay, what are we running? What's what are we doing now? I remember it was very um you were very I hate to say not at peace, but very you were very professional and you had so much love for your father. And I remember I think you were making a program or something for for a memorial mm-hmm. or something. And in like the stage management office or whatever in the rehearsal room. And I remember coming to look at it with you. And um, I remember it being beautiful and uh, being really blown away that you wanted to stay and keep going and that you were able to do your job, but also honor your father and... um, and his memory and do both was, was there any part of you that just wanted to go back home? Um, I, 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 the part of me that was trying to sort of looking around and, and going, how am I supposed to act? Cause I think with grief, everybody sort of deals with grief in their own way. And our, our for our family, um, music 
and and the performance and sharing your gifts that that's how we showed love that was our i mean um that sort of sounds like there were other things missing which you know everybody has their their uh their crosses to bear with their childhood but basically that was the one language that we all spoke and so the the best way like you were saying to honor my father and to honor my mom and f- that she expected me to do that as well was to do my job because i would go home and what i would i would just sit there and i know sitting shiva is fantastic there's a real reason for you to sort of sit and just kind of be with your feelings for a while but for us at least at that point in time you know doing um living up to the expectations and the responsibilities that had been um i had been blessed with that that was the best uh way that i i could do it cuz he was waving his arms um as long as he could possibly be upright i mean they were practically you know <laughs> leaning him up against the podium cuz he just loved it so much um so if he could do that almost till the day he died then i i can i could have you know taken a week or two to to bring my my feelings together and realize that's exactly where he wanted me to be yeah. sorry that he didn't get to see it or travel to see it but i was yeah. you know, glad to be there it was really uh, one of the best performances i've ever experienced your audrey was something to behold like anything you do is something to behold when, um, oh gosh, what's the name of the theater in San Jose that did next to normal with you? They aired oh, no, it, it during was in Hartford. quarantine. It was in Hartford. Hartford. Theater works in Hartford. Theater works. My yeah. goodness. Yeah. It's just, you take, you're just an artist and it's really special. And I love that, uh, you know, there is, you can see that music is a part of who you are and that art is a part of your, your bloodstream. It's a part of your DNA. Um, when did you, <clears throat> or when did your parents like look at you and go, holy shit, like Christiane is better than everyone. Oh, they didn't. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, they, my, my, my father would always, you know, anytime we would go uh, out and about with socializing and there was a piano, he would sit down and play and that, and with the, um, the theater company that he worked with, it had gone through a variety of different stages, uh, back in the, the seventies and eighties. Um, it was really a nursery for young opera talent coming to, uh, the, the city and he, uh, took great pride and privilege in the young singers that he would sort of nurse along. Um, they, they would do a lot of product, uh, two productions a year, uh, usually over the course of two weekends. Um, and after every show, they would go around the corner to this bar, like, I, and he would, play, there would be a back room with a piano and he would you know, play until two and three in the morning. So if I would go to see the show or be hanging out, I would have to, I would go until he was done playing. And he, you know, when Grease came out, the movie, he would try, he tried to learn, uh, you know, some songs from that so that he could play it. So I would, you know, I would sing Grease. And then I, there, cause he, he would look around and see who was at, in the room and everyone knew all of his stuff. And if my mom was there, he would play the different things he had written for her and she would sing and everybody would sing. And I was always the belter. 
and mom was always the 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 legitimate soprano um but when i was young you know people would be like oh sing us a song and i'd be like no no (laughs) you know i just didn't want to because ask if it's equity yeah exactly no (laughs) no and i didn't really want to um i wasn't a big show off surprisingly uh as a little kid anyway we i remember um going uh, out to we had we had rich friends who had a place out in Shelter Island and we would go and um hang out there for the week and then all their kids would want to like do shows and put things together and I always thought that was just sort of awful to make the adults sit and watch all of us like doing these things I'm like why are we doing this but yeah I it I was always I, I guess I'm more of an introvert than uh than I than, than a lot of people. Or I don't know. What do you can? Are you outgoing or do you hide? How? I, not with family. I was the same way. But I'm also like, I get like I went. My dad's birthday just happened, and so I went to his office for his birthday lunch. And all of his office workers were like, "Oh my god, it's a celebrity. It's a Broadway." And it's like, no, I'm not. I'm in no way, shape, or form, and um, I find it embarrassing. Or like, if they're like, sing something. Yeah. Oh, you can sing, sing something, and it's like, no. <laughs> That's when you go add something, write something. Yeah. Send Solve me an cancer. email. You do yeah. your job. I'll do mine. <laughs> um, if anything, I would do like I, I'll do Bella's end of Act One monologue from Lost in Yonkers. I'll do that, awesome. but I'm not going to sing for you. No, <laughs> you know I yeah. I won't do that. Um, Although yeah. I will say that's how I got my first agent um, because my dad had recorded all of uh, the on on cassette. This was back when on I cassette first, tape, on cassette. mind you. Um, As all the kids start Googling cassette. Um, I had him, uh, he played all of my accompaniment for all of the songs that were in my book and put them on a cassette. And I always had in my little bag, you know, when we were wandering around the city, when we first got to the city, I had my tape player with my cassette. And (laughs) I... Had, what were some of the songs on the oh, cassette? God, I wish I could remember. I, I know I you I do. Remember. Come on, you got this. Um, um, uh, uh, oh, uh, Gifts of Love. I think that was probably on there. Um, because uh, I'm remembering the class that I took with with Seth Rudetsky was the uh, accompanist, and so I the the two songs I learned that week were were Gifts of Love and Fireworks. And what else? What did I used to sing? Oh, I had some phantom stuff. I don't remember. Story goes on. Oh, sure. I did that. Yeah. Who did it? Yeah, all of the bad, you know, all of the high belty things. I did all of that stuff. But I went in, um, I had done a, a... uh, I done Oliver. That was the first thing that I did as a principal outside of um, right out of college. Oh, you were Nancy. I was Nancy. Oh my God! Yeah. I just got the gay chills. The gay chills, <laughs> when, like your gay boobies go like yeah. ooh. I did. Ooh. I and the um I did it with Sal Mastretta, 
which back in the day, I know you saw the video version of Sweeney Todd, because we all used to watch that. Um, oh, yeah. With Angela Lansbury, right? Yeah. Oh, wait. Was he uh, was, Fratelli? Was, yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I was I I was very excited. And he was my Fagan. And I had met him uh, at Pittsburgh Civic Light Opera because I went I uh, went to Carnegie Mellon. So the way I got my equity card was doing Pittsburgh Civic Light Opera, the in-house performing ensemble. And you would do as many as many shows as they were producing. They would just use college kids and stick. And that would be their ensemble. It's like the CLO version of a sweatshop. Pretty much. It was amazing, though, because, I mean, you had Donna Lynn Champlain and Natasha Diaz and, um, oh, gosh, who else was in there? Uh, um, Oh, now I'm going to go blank. Pat Phillips, Patricia Phillips, like all of these amazing people. Um, Did you all share a dressing room? Because that sounds like an insane dressing room. We were in a big, huge the big huge coral dressing room but you know That's this, this was back when we were you know we were all still in college we were all That's so fun. Yeah. So we um I got to know Sal at when we were doing Sweeney Todd and he reprised Pirelli and oh then my God. then he was I walked in and he was playing Fag and I went oh and so we became really good buddies during that. So Although I will say I'm an introvert and kind of shy and really socially maladjusted and not very good at having conversations with people, I'm very awkward and odd. Um, I would go up, I said, okay, well, who's your agent? Can I meet him? You know, just know I had a goal in mind. Yeah. And so he put me in touch with the agent and that's when I went in and said, and had a conversation with them. And then they said, well, we're going to need to see you do something. Need to see you, you know, hear you sing. And I was like, oh, and I took out my thing and I put Cassette. it down. And they, they were like, oh, I, oh, okay. But, you know, that's, and I, they, they signed me on the spot. But that's. Oh yeah, they did. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply that's i mean you were saying all the kids are looking up cassette i mean that made me that's why i thought of this story because you know people that want to do this job and you can probably attest to this yes you're always you've always been a fan of the theater but this is something you knew you wanted to do and so there is a certain amount of fearlessness and a desire to put yourself out there and i know that i never thought to take no for an answer. And I never thought to be like, oh, I can't, I can't, you know, the idea of here, I'll just sing. 
here, uh, who's your agent? Like, I just, I just, maybe I was a bit brusque that way, but I think people in, appreciate it's not about being hungry. It's about being knowing it's a business and having forward trajectory. And you know what, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, there also like, there wasn't a plan B. It wasn't like, well, no, I'm not going to be a gym teacher. That's insane. Right. This is what I'm, this is what I do. Right. Um, I mean, no, I would be a really terrible gym teacher. <laughs> Do you remember um, that that kind of a thing where where your little voice would say, "Oh, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't do this," and then you're like, "No, screw it, I'll do it anyway." I mean, I remember. I always have self doubts for sure, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, I think we all are constantly working on self esteem, and that's a different thing. But this has been the only thing that I've that I've ever done. And, um, it's what I do. And, you know, I feel like the same thing for you. This is just what we have always done. You had a cassette tape. I had a demo, a demo, you know, like a woman from the synagogue played the piano. You did. And I sang, yeah. And it was my mom's ringtone for forever, which was so embarrassing. What was it? It was Virginia from the civil war. <clears throat> and it was just like, so you could hear me sing a high note. Cause I was right. like, all I have is a high B and that will get me in the ensemble of something. And it did. That's, that's, I, I've told this story before. Cause I'm always amazed. Billy, that's how Billy Porter got in the Saigon. He, he went in, had to, I, I don't know if he went to an open call. I don't remember the story in detail anymore, but he went in and went, pity the child. Da, 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 and then turned around and walked out. Yeah. <laughs> and that was it. It was like, you either need this or you don't need this, you know, but if you need when, this, <clears throat> this is what I have. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and I, of course I don't sing like I did when I was 18, but I knew that I have these high notes and I'm not the most handsome. I'm not the dancer. I'm not the anything, but you don't have guys that can sing this and I can, and you need that no, in your ensemble. I still have that video. Of you, of you doing, you're doing your alternate high notes in, in <laughs> little shop. Oh my god! I don't know. I don't know. I was like, what is? We like, I think there. Whoever was filming it, I got a copy of it. You're like, oh man. The guy <laughs> called like, me a show off. Oh, it's awesome. Show off. But it was <laughs> awesome. Oh my god, it was amazing. Just brilliant. Uh, every oh night clear as a bell easy just bleh. oh gosh and we got to kiss we got to smooch you were my first stage smooch Did we, really yeah ha, we've only missed a couple times that's my fault what do you do with the nose <laughs> i don't the know that i had to wear like, <laughs> <laughs> now i'm really bummed that i didn't get to see you in the national tour of greece oh yeah, I don't think I saw you. I think I saw Sutton. I I went in right after she left to go to to go to the Broadway. I saw it at the Taj Mahal in Las Vegas. I joined them at the Mechanic in Baltimore. Okay, then I didn't get to see you. And I went through there into uh, through the end of the year that so I did the, like the fall. I did three because we were just getting ready. To, it, that was amazing because we were getting ready to start. 
rehearsals for Jekyll on Broadway. And I, so I got three, I it just fit in. They're like, can you come and do three months? I'm like, yep. So I went Wait and did a minute. Okay. <clears throat> so did you know that you were going to be Emma at that point? Yeah. 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 I already, that was already set. I already knew that was happening. So, so tell me about getting Emma Carew. Um, that was wild because I, um, when I graduated, my dad was starting to try to buy things. So he, we got a, we got a, a magazine called Sheet Music. I don't even know if they make it anymore. It was awesome. And it's a whole, it's an actual magazine made up of sheet music of all different kinds in each, um, I, wish they would still, I hope they still have it, but every, uh, I was going to say episode, that's not right, issue <laughs> has a different <laughs> theme. And we had, there was, I believe, some uh, Jekyll and Hyde music. And so he went and bought the whole selections or brought it home, the selections of Jekyll and Hyde, he brought home the selections of Scarlet Pimpernel, which I was actually more excited about that. And I remember when I was with my agent he was talking about their this new person they just signed who graduated from CMU a little after me, and they were so excited because she's already booked a Broadway uh, a, a, a not a Broadway show booked the the workshop of Jacqueline Hyde and that was Emily Skinner, and I was like oh. So I was like, hmm. So I looked at the music of Jekyll and I was like, oh, I learned it. And I loved all of Frank's music at that point because there were so many very singable, wonderful songs in both those shows. And I went to Alabama Shakespeare Festival to the All Night Strut. And I, while I was down there, I got a phone call saying they want to see you for the regional production because they're going to do a regional production of Jekyll prior to Broadway. I was like, oh, okay. So I had to, I did a show. I drove to Atlanta. I stayed in a hotel. I got up early the next morning, got on a flight from Atlanta to LaGuardia. My dad picked me up, drove me into the city. I had one of the first auditions of the day and I recognized every single name on the audition list when I saw it, because it just happened to be out all the people they were seeing. And I thought, oh, good Lord. I knew all of them except for mine. And I went in. They, I didn't get anything to prepare except Once Upon a Dream and Two Keys, but I didn't get that. It was faxed to me at the theater the night before. So I had to learn it on the plane. Oh, my God. And thankfully, I, I read music. So I walked in and I sang it. And then I looked at him and I'm like, anything else? Do you need me to read? Do you need me to do this? No. They're like, nope, that's great. Thanks. I'm like, <laughs> I turned around. I got back in the car. I went back to the airport. I went and got on a payphone. I'm like, that was the biggest waste of time. I can't believe I pay. I flew all the way here. And they're like, they want you to come back. They want you to come back this afternoon. I'm like, I told them I was getting on a plane. No, I'm getting on a plane. I have a show tonight. That's too bad. I gave them the opportunity. Too bad. So I'm like, oh, well, got on the plane, went back, flew back, drove back to, you know, Alabama and did my evening show. Didn't hear a thing. Months go by. I get a call. Can you fly out to L.A.? Um, Frank wants to, you know, teach you some more of the stuff. Okay. So Jason Howland meets me at my hotel. I... He drives me up to Frank and Linda's house, 
quite a house. What? The whole show, all of it, then drives me back down. They were mixing. They had just finished recording that Anthony Warlow double CD recording. So they were mixing that. And he met me in the in the recording studio frank came with his hat and his glasses and he's like hi nice you know nice to see you again and then jeremy roberts sat down and played all of the music and he sort of put me through the dog and pony show and little did i know linda and carl and kim sharmbert like all these people there was like tons of people in the control booth underneath the board hiding listening to me no idea they were all in there oh my god the people and i did my little thing and they're like thank you great nice to meet you okay bye and i flew home and then he managed to locate i don't know how frank found my parents i wasn't even living there but he found my parents phone number in New Jersey, called me that night and I got home and offered me the job, welcome to the family. And that was on my birthday. Oh my God. All this stuff, yeah. But that ended up being the, we did Houston and Seattle, Fifth Avenue, Tuts and and Fifth Avenue. And then we did that. And then toward the end of of Seattle is when they're like, "We're we're gonna do a big, national t- we're gonna take some time off we're gonna do a big huge pre-broadway national tour and then we're gonna do broadway so it's but it was like on and off for four years that i did that show wow. and there were lots of steps along the way just like it still is like that i mean you prom was it alliance in atlanta but then it went really fast right it did atlanta no. and then it came right in no it was um <clears throat> we started with readings which turned into a lab which turned into it was supposed to go to the Amundsen in LA and then it ended up going to Atlanta. We were going to come in and then from what I hear, or I'm not sure if this is true, uh, like Frozen, Mean Girls, it was that season and they were like, oh, maybe we should wait. (laughs) So we waited and then it was about, could we get a theater? And then the theater that we got was the court and you know, Broadway shocker. (laughs) You don't want to put a musical in the court. I mean, that side of Broadway looks like Fallujah, (laughs) you know, it just like, it looks crazy over there. Yeah. And, um, so it was just this long process of like, are we going to Broadway? But that's, you never what, yeah, know. that's always a thing like, oh, we're going to Broadway. Which side of Broadway? Which side of Broadway? We all know the real estate. So it's like, where, where where is it going? Yeah. And then it's like, can I see the poster quick, before, so I can just see like how mu- how long we're going to be running? Right. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll save my pennies. Thanks. That um, was, oh, that's so funny. You mentioned the poster because I remember when we did I did Mambo Kings, um, and our we were supposed to go into the bra. No, yes, the Broadway theater. Um, I keep and. Uh, we went to San Francisco ahead of time and I just had a feeling as we, you know, we were going through an amazing group of people and it looked incredible. And the, that was Sergio's pre Jersey boys, it, the 
choreography was fantastic and the um, band was hot and people were great and and but it was just it, I had a feeling <laughs> it was it was not going to happen so uh, toward the last few performances, I was standing at the stage door with my poster, catching everybody coming in, you know, say, will you sign this? Because our marquee was already up on the theater. Everything was already ready. The pictures were up. It was all happening. And they're like, don't you want to wait? And I was like, no, no, I don't. I don't think there's something. I don't think so. And they kept saying, you sure? You sure? And I'm like, no, no, no. You know, and Jordan Roth was one of the producers. He's like, no, we're you know we're we're gonna we're gonna take some time. We're gonna come back and blah blah blah. I'm like, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> I do love that man. I think you and I have that strange sixth sense about things. Mm-hmm. Like I have it when it comes to the Tonys before the season even starts. Really, I can tell you what's gonna tell win. me. Tell me. Tell me. Well, like, there's like, no season what do you anymore. Remember? Like as soon as they announced Hades Town, I knew it was gonna win. I just knew it. Um, because you have a sense of what Tony voters like or because of what? I think of what Tony voters like, of what theater goers like, of what the trend is like about what's cool. I knew that that was going to win. I knew that Andre was going to win. Um, I just knew. So do you do well on the pools? No, because I don't play them. <clears throat> Sometimes the Tonys, like, if I'm in a show, the Tonys, like, I get upset about the Tonys. Because I'm like, or if I'm not, because I'm like, oh, it's it's not like when we were kids and it's like a fun, fun thing and you're, like, celebrating. It's like, oh, I'm watching decisions get made about our livelihoods. Yeah. And it's like, I get really excited for my friends when they get recognized Mm-hmm. Like you never go back to before. Gosh, we're going to talk about ragtime in a second because that <laughs> was so good. Um, but uh, yeah, it's like I remember my experience with, you know, the prom, for example. I walked into that award ceremony knowing that I was going to get my notice in like a few days. Mm. You know, and so it was a very bittersweet thing. Like, yes, sure. we're performing at the Tonys. But yes, this day is going to like bring is is the end of my job. Yeah. So you have to either just go, okay, it's all gravy now. Embrace everything that's happening and soak it in and remember all of it or exactly or, or feel bad. So you have a and, choice. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and uh, because we were all performing in the opening number, we were all upstairs and you know, one of the dressing rooms together and uh, all the shows were there and we were watching. And of course it was like, Hades town, Hades town, Hades town. And, you know, they're celebrating and, you know, I have friends in that show. And so I'm celebrating with them. Sure. But at the same time, there's a side of me that's like, don't you want to go cry in the bathroom now, Josh? <laughs> Why don't you go back and pick up your dressing room, Josh? Aww. You know? So, um, I don't know, but anyway, enough about was that. that. Was that the? Was that um? You've to, You've been to the Tonys more than just yeah. the prom, right? Oh yeah, I've been. Yeah, I've been, been very lucky, and yeah. my first one was a very spoiled experience because my Broadway debut was Hair, right? Which was oh, like welcome to Broadway. God, I was so excited for you. Oh my Thanks. god! Thanks, friend. So excited. 
Um, yeah, I, but- I, 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 we almost got to do Chaplin together because I remember, um, yeah, well, that was because you got hair. So Into were- the Woods. Oh, is Into the Woods. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. Um, I had known Warren Carlyle, and so when that they offered me Chaplin, and I wasn't really sure and whether I was going to take it or not, um, we had a little meeting, and he was showing me everybody who had done it and who was moving forward. And then your na- your your picture was crossed out because you had been on the list, but then you weren't doing it anymore. And I was like, oh, jaw. Mm. So I was sad that that didn't happen. But I I really you- loved loved being a part of that and was sad that we didn't get to do that. I would have been in your dressing room nonstop. With my with my 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 child. With your child, every right? Every Thursday, I brought her. I brought my girl every Thursday, and she was so she was like three, I think. Two How old is she now? Eleven. She's I, eleven. She's eleven years old. Yeah. Eleven. What is it old. like being a mommy of an eleven-year-old? Um, it's pretty amazing. She's she wanted to make sure that I outed her because that is all of her existence. She is, she is proud and beautiful and brilliant and um, is working on her sassy uh, lesbian look as much as possible at 11. I love it. Um, she, we just ordered and she has, um, you can, you, you, you should look this up. She's got uh, Converse. You can go online and custom build Converse sneakers and put, they have a rainbow sole and you can get rainbow around the edges. You can change it. You can put love is love on the side. You can like they, all of these different things. You can make them as, as crazy prideful as you want to, or as, as little as you want to. And wow. And, uh, well, yeah, she's amazing. She's tell she, her that I say, welcome to the family. And absolutely. she always has a friend and uncle Josh. Well, when she was first mentioning it, I so often, I met, I said, I have two people that if you want to go and have, you know, lunch with and hang out, I, I, you know, I can, I want to call Josh Lehman and I want to call Jen Colella and we can all have, you know, I, I don't even have to go. You guys can go and just sort of talk and just to, for people who are, have, are living it. Cause I'm not, you know, I, I can hold the space and, be there for you and answer whatever questions I can, but it's a different experience, obviously, when it's you. So, but yeah. she was, she she kind of was like no, and then she was like I think I do, and now she's she is helping other people. Like that's one of the reasons that she sort of walked because I said you're kind of wearing the gay thing like a like a thing. Like you're like hi, I'm a lesbian, you know. Like it's all <laughs> I'm gay, you know. She's just constantly with that. And she's like, well, I think I'm wanting to, to do it before somebody else, you know, does it. I'm like, like, she's coming to all of these conclusions on her own. And I'm like, oh, great. Good. It's just, you know, but after a while, people are going to be like, okay, yeah, we get it. You're gay. We get it. You know, you don't have, we understand. <laughs> but yeah. she, she's, uh, she, there was a little, a boy that she um, was in class and, she, very matter of factly, she they were talking about you know wh- what all the LGBTQ letters meant, and she had asked me, and we'd look them up. Not just me saying, but like what is other, what does Wikipedia say? Um, trying to find other ways to uh, help her out, and 
so she was like, of course I know. And she's saying and rattling off and he, she's like, well, I'm a lesbian. And he kind of looked, and this was last year. He's like, how? And he kind of looked at her, how'd you know? And then they had a heart to heart. And so she has been sort of giving people permission by her uh, being so comfortable with who she is and so powerful about who she is. And, and just even people who are now go, like looking at her, oh, you're, you're gay. And then they realize, oh, she's just a person that's, there's nothing, you know, who might not in their family have been exposed to, to anyone who is gay or been exposed to anyone who's okay with people being gay, like all of that. And they, she really holds dear the notion of that this, she feels like is, is an important part of why she's here to help other people know that it's okay. And it's okay if you're straight and it's okay if you don't like anybody. And it's okay if you like just all the whole, I, I couldn't be more proud of her. It, you know, and it's pretty amazing. I'm so moved. Uh, <clears throat> yesterday I saw a friend from high school that I haven't seen since high school. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we like, he's gay. And we had another friend that is also gay and we remembered like when we were like 16, we would cuddle on the couch and mm -hmm. when watching a movie and we remember like we would talk about it and we remembered feeling like at the time sort of aroused, but sort of like, this is wrong. If a parent walked in, we'd be like, hmm. you know, like we're not cuddling. And they didn't come out till like 19 or they were 20, but one of them, their parents disowned them completely to this day you know it's really awful I, but for somebody I, I, that can I, be 11 and have these conversations and she, not feel that shame she's got a girlfriend she's whoa got, yeah she asked her out yeah she's got where do 11 year olds go on dates like but hey well they she they want to go to denny's they're on lot well that's the thing you know like where do you get out i remember the first time i was ever you know asked out i didn't realize that you know that just meant you were you were going with somebody whatever that means because they're like you want to go out i'm like where that was fifth grade and, and then he was like oh i don't i guess we can go for pizza but you know so that i sort of <laughs> ruined that but but she you know she's like she has someone that she thinks fondly of and they they go for bike rides and they hang out and they have another friend. There's three of them that they're all, they're all on the spectrum of, uh, of, of varying degrees of figuring out their sexuality. And, um, the other one is like, Oh, you kissed yet? And they're like, hello, pandemic, you know? So they're, they're being very, you know, it's actually kind of a good time because there's no pressure in that regard. But, you know, she keeps going, so when are we going to be able to, like, you know, be near people again? Because I think she's starting to have notions of, of what that might be like. I'm like, yeah, not for a while yet. <laughs> You're like, never, yeah. never. No, we're, we're, <clears throat> we want her. To, I mean, that's something we've always wanted. And I think that was our goal one way or the other. Because even when she was little, we knew. We knew. I have friends that were like, oh, no, she's just doing she's just doing sort of princess worship, but every show I did, I, I, I would, I would clock it. I'd be like, that's the one with the big eyes and the pretty smile and the long hair and the softness here. That's the person she's going to, and the pretty smile and the open countenance, she, countenance, she's going to go. And every time, <laughs> and then bury her face in their boobs and hold on to them 
And I, I was like, I'm sorry. I, we think she's gay. They're <laughs> 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 like, no, no, no. That's just like princess worship. I'm like, mm, I don't think so. Because <laughs> she, like, she, there, I remember there, I did a production of 1776 and, uh, Stephanie Rothenberger did uh, the the Martha, and she my my girl had a crush on her because she's like she brightens my day. Oh <laughs> my god! She was like five, you know, or four or something, you know. So yeah, we we uh, we always left room. We didn't we didn't push anything on her one way or the other, and I think that she gave herself. Um, a little bit of an issue because the the she my husband and I were straight or at least we're in a straight relationship but we're straight and so for her to go I don't know I mean she had a little boyfriend once but she which she's had to deal with that also it's amazing it's all happening already they're like well so you hate boys they're like no it's not about that like she's really educating you know, all the 11 year olds in Maplewood oh, as to what all of this is, but that's amazing. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Right on. Oh my God. I love you. I yeah. love you so much, Christiane. Oh, I love you too, Josh. You are as positive and supportive and a wonderful human being. I just, I love listening to your podcast because every time you're on a interviewing anybody, I mean, you're just so genuinely enthusiastic about the people that you choose to have on here and you, it, it, your love for this, the theater and this art form is um, just contagious. And you're like, a, a, I know you joke about how, oh, I, you know, me and my cat and I'm just, <laughs> you know, and all the different characters that you've have been part of your, your alter ego. I don't know what you mean. I don't know. <laughs> you know. But I mean, the, the, the parts that you, you choose to share with others are, are to make others feel better about themselves. And that is pretty extraordinary. So. Oh gosh. You make me cry. I feel the same way about you. I'll never forget like officially meeting you. I mean, besides the final callback for little shop, but after the matinee of Frankenstein, <gasps> When you served it, you served it. You were great. That was that show. That was so, that was another crazy one. A crazy one, but oh my God, you served it. And I was like, hi, I'm your Seymour and you're amazing. And hi. I was like, oh no, you're amazing. I can't believe you. Yeah. God. Oh, I could talk to you all day, but Alan would kill me. Yeah. It's time. But listen, I love you. Give Jamie my love. Give your daughter my love. Um, gay power. And um, thank you so much for coming on Josh Swallows Broadway. Yeah, and thank you. you, everybody at home, for listening. Stay tuned for more episodes. Season two is just starting. And check us out on Patreon. Josh, oh, patreon.com slash Josh Swallows Broadway. Bye! Bye! Josh Swallows Broadway is produced by Alan Seals, Dory Berenstein, and myself, Josh Lehman, with associate producer Elizabeth Wheelis. And special thanks to our Patreon producers, David Rimmer and Josh Harris. You can join them. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash Josh Swallows Broadway. 
leave a rating, leave a review. I read them. This is how I continue living. Help me live. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for keeping Broadway alive. And sawala you soon. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.